0: Welcome back to another episode of So Talk to Me. Hi. Hey, we're up to episode eighty-one this week, which is pretty cool.
1: Eighty-one.
0: We made it this far.
1: Yep. And made we're it to going 81 to episode.
0: Yeah, eighty-one. Pretty cool. Uh, so how how you doing? So so talk to me. <laughs> how you doing today? This week. Uh, What's going on?
1: I'm all right. I. uh... Man, I've been struggling with some allergies. Yeah. They've just been horrible.
0: Well, and it wasn't just allergies over last weekend.
1: No, last Friday, so a week ago, if you're listening to this, I, like, threw my back out.
0: I'm pretty sure they are listening to this.
1: Um, yes. I was working out, and I guess I just moved the wrong way. I don't know what happened, but... I felt a little pain in my back. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that bad at first. It was just like, oh, that's not supposed to feel that way when I do that kind (laughs) of a thing. Um, But it wasn't super painful. But it just like, it got, it felt worse and worse as time went on. Mm -hmm. Even though I wasn't really like doing anything. So, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until like Monday that it lit up. Yeah, and finally started feeling better.
0: Yeah, like you—you could barely pick up the kids. Yeah, because it hurt.
1: I mean, that's crazy. I couldn't pick them up without it hurting really bad. Yeah, but I would do it anyways, just because I had to or felt like I had to. I guess.
0: Hashtag momming it up, (laughs) being a mom. Yeah. It but
1: praise God, it wasn't it wasn't anything serious. Yeah. I guess I just strained a particular muscle and it just had to rest for a few days and then it was mm-hmm. fine. So yep, now I'm all good. Except for the allergies. They're pretty <laughs> bad. So you'll probably be hearing a lot of sniffing, clearing of the throat. I'm probably going to sneeze quite a few times, so I don't know. Josh will probably edit all of that out, but (laughs) as much as he can anyway. Ha, ha, ha. But, yep. Fun time. So, I mean, I'm not at my best currently, but I don't really have anything to complain about. It's been gorgeous outside. Yeah, it really has. The weather has been amazing, which... Makes me really sad that my allergies are so bad (laughs) because I'm like, I I want to go outside and enjoy this beautiful day with my children, but I'm like sneezing my head off. Anyways.
0: Yeah, it's been like in the 60s and 70s, like all week long, which is crazy because you just have to understand. I know we talk about the weather a lot and I'm sorry, but you just have to understand if you're not from Austin, if you're not here, like... Whenever the weather changes, it's drastic.
1: Okay. We don't really have seasons here. It's just like bipolar weather. Yeah. All the time. Exactly. Except during the summer, which is like, you know, six months out of the year. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> like 100 degree weather and then it'll dip into mid 90s. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So like. It's either cold or it's 80 degrees. Like it might be 70 for a day or two in between, but it it warms up really fast. Yeah. So the fact that it's been like in the 60s and 70s for multiple, like basically a week at this point Mm -hmm. is amazing. It's, It's crazy. Like this never happens. So it's been pretty awesome.
1: Sunny with the high i 75 since you took my heavy heart and made it light. If anyone knows what that is, congratulations. A, You're awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, a re- <laughs> it's a song from a really good album. Really, really good album. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how are you? Uh, how am I? I'm good. Today has been crazy. Um, a but
1: crazy day, huh? Yes,
0: Yeah. I uh and, and I guess it's gonna kinda bleed over into kind of our main topic, but like I just wish I had more time to I don't know, research but maybe refamiliarize myself with what we're gonna talk about. Um but today has just been a blur. Like it's it's just come really fast. I've spent and like the
1: past year studying this. So. Dun dun dun. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, so uh no, I'm 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 good. I just whew. Man, oh, man. And then tomorrow, we are heading out. We are going to the South Texas Bible Conference.
1: Yay, yay. Yeah, so I'm super
0: stoked. I'm actually going to see Dr. James White in the flesh. Which is super cool. And Justin Peters. You're totally going to
1: fanboy. Probably. You're totally going to
0: fanboy. Probably. (laughs) But I don't know. Yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. uh,
1: I'm excited. Maybe take a picture. It's going to be fun.
0: Our bald heads will be right next to each other. My
1: amazing cousin and her amazing husband are going to stay with our kids for the hey. weekend. Shout out to Castie and Nate, Rowell. You guys Pretty, are awesome. Yes, thank you. Um, and yeah, so we get to go to Victoria, Texas. hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we get to stay with the what, what? Hey,
0: because they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, so... Super stoked. I'm sure that that's what next week's episode is going to be about. <laughs> you know, like there probably. is. We have Just to. Just reading leave. our
1: notes from the conference. Re- <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I work at a church and so I almost can not take off Sundays, like almost ever, uh, unless I have a baby, then then we'll figure something out but unless that happens um, it's really difficult for me to take off Sunday. So that said, we are uh, leaving the conference early because the conference actually goes through Sunday. Yeah. Um, which, well, anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, so we're leaving Saturday yeah. night so that it's we just can get home.
1: James White preaching on Sunday. I'm okay, sure. okay. That's and,
0: actually kind of what I was going to get into is like, I wonder if that means they're canceling the show. No, 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 no. They're no, having he's normal ju- services. Yeah, just,
1: they're having normal services. He's just preaching that Sunday. So awesome. it's like, It's like an extenuation of the conference if you wanna stay for it. But
0: Oh, okay. See I didn't know that. That's awesome. But yeah. But he's
1: like I mean he still is preaching like on that topic, but like Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's
1: it's a normal Sunday for them. Sort of. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Just yeah, guest preacher. Hey, here you go. Um, but yeah, so so we're leaving early before the conference ends on Saturday, kinda Saturday evening. Um, but oh my gosh, like this thing is packed. I didn't realize when we registered, like how stinking, pa- I mean like for Friday night between Friday night and then all day Saturday until Saturday evening in the 24 hours that we're going to be there. Um, there's probably going to be like eight different lectures. Like, yeah. It's crazy. By two it's men just back to back yeah <laughs> yeah so I am super stoked um we'll probably be listening to like the dividing line on the way up there because I'm I've been like this past week I have been trying to get in everything that I've missed like because I haven't listened in quite a while and so I've been like cramming in these episodes and I still have <laughs> like four more to catch up on and of course they released a new one today um so I don't know we'll probably be listening to it in the car on the drive up there just so that we can I don't know. So I can be up to date on what he's been talking about. <laughs> um, anyways. You uh, know,
1: just in case you get into a conversation with him and you want to mention things that he's been talking about.
0: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, anyways. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm super stoked about that. Like I said, I'm sure we'll talk about it next week because there's going to be so much there um, that we're excited about. So uh, did you have... Wait, did
1: we say what, what the conference was even on? No. <laughs> <laughs> we said all what that and didn't on? mention what it was on. It's on the inerrancy of Scripture.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be pretty sweet, um, especially yeah, with James White and his. Uh, uh, you know, it, uh, if you don't know Dr. James White, he what's he going for? He's go- he's doing some like doctoral, doctorate level, like research right now. On a specific like uh, manuscript, like, anyways, he is just knee deep in in textual criticism. Yeah, yeah, just in general. So he he knows the original languages. So like he reads uh, particularly and, the Greek. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, and he teaches Greek. So mm-hmm. like he. When he reads scripture, he reads the original Greek right. text, um, which is crazy, <laughs> So, which is awesome. I mean, you know, like I would love to do that maybe someday, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, it's just super cool. So the fact that he's going to be talking on the inerrancy of scripture is really cool. I'm sure he'll get into some of the textual critical stuff. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: with, yeah, with how many sessions there are, I'm sure he's going to get into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so um, stoked about that, and yeah, like I said, I'm sure we'll talk about it next week because it's going to be a lot.
1: It's going to be on our
0: minds. I don't know what that was. It's Willie Nelson. Okay. That's why I didn't know. (laughs) All right. Do you have anything else before we jump in here to our main topic? Nope. Okay. I don't think so. Um. Well. So, in light of these events, like I said, uh, tomorrow we are heading out to Victoria, and it's just today has been a crazy day, and it's later than usual that we're recording this. It's probably going to be a shorter episode. Sorry, not sorry, sort of sorry. <laughs> um, but th- we're kind of going for some low hanging fruit here. Okay. We've we've done episodes like this in the past of just kind of like oh
1: piggybacking off of other people. <laughs>
0: Yeah, pretty much, (laughs) pretty much that. And like, what's going on in the, you know, reformed Facebook groups that everyone's talking about, you know, or or whatever, you know, like what's going on in the Christian world and what's making a stir, making a buzz and how are we going to talk about it and whatever. And so, um, there was something that dropped earlier this week that you had actually started listening to and, and you have a connection to it as well. Um, but it was, so there, there's this podcast called Cult-ish. Put it, on
1: by Apologia Studios.
0: There you go. And it, uh, it basically like takes a look at different cults or cult-like movements. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, they interview someone who was a part of Bethel, the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Yep. So it's part of Bethel Church in mm-hmm. Redding, California. Um, they are, if you've ever heard of Bethel music or Jesus culture or Jesus culture, they put out, um, the, they, so their best, they're best known really their, for their music for, yeah. is their music. Yeah. That they put out. And there's a bunch of different artists who's kind who have kind of like spun off of the Bethel label as well, um, that are affiliated with Bethel. So that's generally how people first know about mm-hmm. Bethel as a church or as we'll, See as a movement, yeah, um, because of 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 what they're doing, and we've mentioned Bethel before on the podcast. Yeah, like it's you said, no secret kind of been, how I feel about them. <laughs> if you follow Samantha on Facebook, it's clearly not a secret. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so there was this interview. Um, it was like three. It was a three-part episode of Cultish, so it's like three, almost three hours long. Of um, yeah an interview with this young lady who was a part of the church and even entered into the, again, it's, it's the Bethel school of supernatural ministry, which is, I mean, it's just that it is a school that is um, attached to Bethel, the church mm-hmm. um, that has thousands of members going through their, you know, curriculum, if, if that's what you want to call it. Um, and, and, so so it's kind of the inside track to what the church teaches. Right. Um, and we are going to use the word church here on the podcast. Um, I but, wouldn't
1: classify it as a
0: church. Yeah, if you could see us, just imagine that we are using scare quotes with our fingers <laughs> every time we say the word church. And we'll explain why um, as, as it goes on. Um, but so that said... These episodes were released. We would highly recommend that you check them out. Yes. That you listen to them.
1: Yes. They're called Defecting from Bethel.
0: Yeah. And, and, um, yeah. So this young lady kind of just gives her testimony in what led her there and then her experience within Bethel Church and within the School of Supernatural Ministry and then what, um, led her to, the gospel, yeah, really, and what she was doing that got her kicked out of the school of supernatural ministry, mm-hmm. um, and the church in general, and um, what they teach, yeah. So, we highly recommend it. Um, I would say you don't necessarily have to listen to it before you listen to this episode of our podcast because we're. We're kind of just gonna comment on it and kind of get our you'll get our our thoughts on it all. We're not gonna cover everything, which is why we recommend the podcast right. itself. Um it's just kind of like our thoughts and we'll we'll spin off in other directions as well. But um so that's kind of the basis of, of what we're gonna be talking about. Um some background information by listening to those episodes would probably be good, but you don't necessarily have to in order to um Hear what we're gonna be talking about, so um with all that said, uh, but we
1: will link them in the episode. Yeah, 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 so. yeah.
0: definitely, definitely. So um uh one thing I do want to say as well, and maybe this will come up later, but i I appreciated this um this interview, particularly because it is from someone on the inside. Someone who has, you know, like the church, the Bethel Church was a huge part of her life, mm-hmm. and she did not leave. Um, how do I say this? It does not. Now, obviously, I'm giving her charity. I am assuming that what she says is true. Okay, mm-hmm. like I think we ought to assume people unless i've they... seen
1: her on this journey and, and yes <laughs> that these things are true yes
0: yeah but not to jump the gun here but she attempted to stay within the church as long as she possibly could until she was asked to leave because she wanted to um
1: Preach basically the gospel. yeah
0: yeah basically save people or or yeah share the true gospel with those that were inside mm-hmm. the church so she has a heart for the people who are at Bethel Church, um I think that makes all the difference because, like I said, she's on she's interviewed on this podcast that's called Cult ish. So it's easy to assume like, oh well, this is someone who's just pissed that they got kicked out of the of this church like they're just trying to tear down the church, right? as you may assume from you know other other I'm sure that happens with other ministries, but if you do listen to this, um, to her interview, I, I think what makes the difference is her heart really does kind of come out in. Yeah, what she you says, really hear her heart. She does really care for the people within that church, and and she explains, like she proves that by her actions, mm-hmm. by the, the fact that she stayed in it even after she no longer believed what they were teaching, right. Um, she was attempting to share the gospel mm-hmm. with those who were in the church. I, I just want to say that before we start because, yeah, it's it's easy to kind of assume like, oh, well, she just has a bone to pick with this church. I do not believe that. Again, I'm going to be gracious and assume that she's telling the truth yeah, you know, no, because she's, she comes off she's in not the interview. Bitter. Right, right, exactly. So, um, Okay, so y- you have some sort of personal connection with her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so tell us what happened there.
1: With my personal re- I'm confused
0: what your question is. <laughs> yeah, well, just how you how you knew oh, about how, her.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I Cuz you'd been looking
0: forward to this interview for a yes,
1: while. Yes. I know her through my friend Hannah. Uh, Hannah and Esther do the Blue Stocking Baptist podcast. And uh I think I believe it was Esther actually who first like reached out to her and started um just correcting her on uh the posts that she would make okay um uh correcting her with scripture and shared the American gospel documentary with her um and that's where she first heard the gospel was in that documentary mm-hmm. um which spurred on the defecting from Bethel and Mm -hmm. um sharing the gospel with her fellow students and uh so yeah I I know her through Hannah and Esther it's basically like once all that started happening once she saw American gospel um and I mean right after that is like she just she started like digging, digging, digging into the word and like mm-hmm. I mean, studying like night and day. Like she wasn't <laughs> she was she hasn't been sleeping much is what <laughs> I'm saying. Um and sh constantly posting things, um, just explaining how her views have changed and why and the scriptures behind it and just her love for the word now um and hannah told me about her what was what was going on because we're fairly close um and uh i think i just i had ended up sharing one of her posts that hannah had shared on facebook and then she facebook friended me and, the, nice. and then after that we just sort of like messaged a few times on facebook and just talked and um yep just i comment on her stuff then yeah we're
0: cool that's awesome That's, <laughs> awesome. that's, awesome. that's awesome. we're not
1: like really close but like i've it's been so cool just to see her journey
0: yeah through this yeah Totally. That, that's cool. You had you had mentioned like your friend Lindsay was going to be on and uh, on an episode and Liz was going to be interviewed for about her time at Bethel. Yeah. And I wasn't sure at the time. I wasn't sure what that meant. I actually had not even heard this until just now. Um, well, there you I, go. I didn't know what the connection <laughs> was, but that's awesome. No, that's that's so cool. I wasn't sure. Like when you said your friend, I wasn't sure you just meant like your Facebook friend, like. You know, it, it, friend could mean a number of things. I mean, clearly you knew her through Facebook, but I wasn't sure if, you know, there had been any like personal interaction or she was just a Facebook friend. Does that make sense? Right. Like, you're in groups together. Yeah. My friend kind of a thing. So no, that's, that's super cool. Well, awesome. Um, Well, again, we're not going to be comprehensive. Um, Would, yeah, recommend those episodes. Link in the show notes, check them out. Um, so what, are your thoughts just in general about the episodes was there anything now you you said that you have been studying bethel for the better part of a year and looking into kind of the stuff that you've even bought a book by bill johnson uh the last time you went to goodwill Mm -hmm. (laughs) for research (laughs) um (laughs) researching ways to strengthen the military <laughs> um that's a well that's a weird reference yeah let's Gentlemen not go dongers. down that rabbit hole uh so was there anything about the these episodes that um what basically was there any new information that you got from these episodes what what was your takeaway from
1: um from i mean the none of it was surprising but um the the only thing I didn't know about was the communion book that she mentions Okay, that uh, I believe Benny had wrote. Yeah. Benny Johnson. Yeah, that's what His wife, said. Bill Johnson's wife.
0: Yeah, so the leader of the church is Bill Johnson. His wife is Benny. I, right. I believe they're both considered pastors, right? Yes. Don't they co-pastor the church? Um, again, uh, imagine uh, imagine me using scare quotes with my fingers, pastors Church. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, right. Pastors uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um Yeah, that, that was the only thing that I hadn't heard before. Okay. Um, which if you listen to the episodes, uh Lindsay, Lindsay had just read this book when she talks about it. Um and essentially what i'm still trying to wrap my brain around it but <laughs> cuz it's so weird um of basically what benny was saying that communion is like does or is for mm-hmm. is very similar to like a roman catholic view mm-hmm.
0: transubstantiation
1: yeah But also with a bunch of weird new age stuff attached to it.
0: Yeah. And a healthy dose of prosperity gospel.
1: Oh yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh Um Yeah, man. It's just It's just so weird. Sorry. Yeah. So so if you know if you know what communion is, you know, we take the bread and the the wine um or cup whatever you, you use juice whatever um and jesus said whenever you do this do this in, re- in remembrance of me mm-hmm. um so yeah this that, is my body this is my blood right we so we take it to remember mm-hmm. his sacrifice yeah that's what it's for mm-hmm. um but in this book she claims that uh like the Roman Catholic Church claims that it is his actual, like, blood mm-hmm. and body. Yeah. Um, Which it
0: clearly wasn't when he instituted it. But, anyways, right. let's <laughs> just uh, keep going. <laughs> uh,
1: um, but also that it, like,
0: releases power. Power. I'll yeah. Put it, yeah that like, way. it, like, gives <laughs> she... us
1: power to, like, Call things into existence, yeah, it's basically and...
0: like like what is it the the Indian Native American, whatever you want to say, um idea of like eating someone's flesh to ingest their power, It's right. sort of like that, <laughs> uh, in a in a weird like Christian lingo, kind of like, yeah, we eat jesus and and we get his power, yeah, Jesus powers it's It's weird, it's weird,
1: yeah, that was the only thing I didn't know, but which I mean, if you understand, if you know the other things that they teach, it makes sense, yeah, that they would believe that, um, so yeah, that was the only thing that like, yeah, that I didn't know about, gotcha, all the other things I had already found out in my own study,
0: okay. Okay. Well, cool. There, so um, I have not studied Bethel. Um, I have seen a bunch of stuff, like I, I had asked you, we've had conversations about it, um, like what exactly it is about Bethel that is that is wrong. Now, clearly there, there's lots of weird teaching. They're, you know, straight up like charismatic to the max, the signs and wonders. Um, yeah. Like really, really focused on that stuff so but i don't think being charismatic like means that you preach a different gospel right so um i we had talked about like ways in which things that someone like bill johnson has taught or continues to teach that is anti-gospel or that is that actually goes beyond scripture things like that um and And you'd given me a number of of resources and and explanations of, of things that he's taught that are just straight wrong. like uh, <laughs> like the big one um being that Jesus was a man in perfect relationship with God. And- right.
1: Like he fully gave up all of his divinity when. He came to earth and was just a man.
0: Right. And so Jesus's life was purely for to give us an example of what a perfect life looks like. Mm-hmm. And we can be just like Jesus. Right. Which who man. Even like repeating that I feel like I'm going to get struck by lightning. <laughs> that is just a complete misunderstanding. Uh, anyways, uh so yes he certainly like I knew that I knew that he had some bad teachings I knew that Bethel was not a solid church um but listening to the the interview uh man the picture that she gives of what they teach and the fact that the way the way that she talks about it is that most people who are not simply a part of the church Like okay, let let me give you an example, and I don't mean to like put my church on a pedestal. I don't think my church is a perfect church. I don't think there's a perfect church, Mm -hmm. but one of the thing that my church one of the things that my church does is during the the, like membership process, is they ask if you are a Christian, (laughs) if you know the gospel, Mm -hmm. um, and there are certain core beliefs, um, like primary doctrines that they ask if you understand uh-huh. in order to become a member of the church. We want to make sure that if you are a member, using that term from scripture, like we are each members one unto each other as a body of Christ, we are members within the body. Um, if, if you wanna become a member of our church, we want to know, we want to hear your profession of faith, basically. We, want, we wanna make sure that you understand what the gospel is.
1: Bethel doesn't have membership.
0: Oh, okay. No, no membership at all. No. Nope. Okay. Okay. Th- that's weird. But the picture that she paints is that most of the people within their school, okay, they're teaching these, uh, what I imagine are kids, but I don't know, they're teaching these people, don't know what the gospel is, don't understand that they are sinners before a holy god and they need to trust in jesus and repent of their sin. and that that is well i don't mean to be too strong but that's absolutely unforgivable for a church for a church, for someone for a group that claims to be a church a christian church right to yeah. not teach the, the gospel. gospel like what is the point the, point, the whole point <laughs> of even being a church if you're not going to share the gospel with the people who have devoted themselves to your cause to your you know to there is no you're doing salvation without
1: the gospel yeah uh
0: so that i mean that's that's kind of the main takeaway that i had because you see again throughout Throughout this interview, the change that Lindsay undergoes Mm -hmm. from understanding the true gospel and the pushback that she receives from sharing the gospel, that is just mind boggling for me because I can understand. I mean, I I said this earlier, kind of about charismatics. I can understand um, teachers within a church, and I'm not excusing it, but... teachers you know the head of the church whatever saying something stupid on stage and people picking it apart and saying that it was stupid you know like one-off kind of like oh that's that's a weird thing to say like that's a that's a false that that doesn't make much sense like that that you know that you're making a public misstep in your teaching i can understand that so long, not so long as, again, I don't mean to excuse that. I think you ought to be, uh you ought to be preaching the truth. Um But I, I can understand where someone could teach something weird occasionally, okay? But if you're not teaching the gospel, what are you doing? Like as a church, what are you doing? hmm So, so the, the picture that she paints of what, of Bethel in general, um, where they are not teaching the gospel was, that's what, what kind of blew my mind. I get that people can teach weird things and I get that you can take, you can pull different sermons and see like, oh, look at all these weird things that they teach. Okay. But I just kind of assume that if you call yourself a church, that you're at least, sharing jesus right uh i guess i shouldn't assume that (laughs) clearly not um so i think that was my biggest kind of takeaway um is that is that they don't teach the gospel they don't share the good news um they don't share the jesus jesus in general jesus is just a a template to live up to not the one who actually accomplishes your salvation who sat who is seated at the right hand of the father because it is finished and all those whom uh the father has drawn uh will be saved anyways sorry it's just frustrating so that's kind of the. <laughs> now you
1: know how I felt. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I understand. Yeah. Um On top of that, there are so many like wildly anti-Christian beliefs mm-hmm. uh, that they teach at Bethel as well. That she kind of goes into that were additionally kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Like what you were talking about communion. You know, she mm-hmm. talked about that and how just stinking weird that is. Mm-hmm. Um that but, we're
1: little gods. <laughs> that we have the power to speak thing into things into existence mm-hmm. like God does or he did.
0: Right. Right. That um and this is something that I had heard before listening to this uh this podcast, but that um Bill Johnson claims that uh, this is like total hyper like prosperity gospel. He claims that um, any gospel that includes that allows that that allows for God to cause suffering um, is not the true gospel
1: that allows for illness or suffering. Yeah. Is a different gospel.
0: Right. Um, that that is how wildly prosperity gospel this 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 church quote unquote church is is that he, he's yeah he's straight up said like that if you allow for illness or suffering that you're preaching a different gospel well. I guess they're not preaching the right gospel then because it's clearly all what did Jesus scripture. do on the cross? Right, exactly. Exactly. Isn't that kind of counter uh, to <laughs> Jesus in perfect relationship with God? Right. Like what? <laughs> Cause he suffered more so than any other human who has ever existed. Um. Okay. So another, another thing that was pointed out and this um so my, my i could be wrong here again this, these are just kind of my thoughts on and i i wish i had listened through the the episodes again so these are just kind of my thoughts kind of thrown at the wall but another thing that kind of blew my mind was um was found in one of the books that they sell uh the physics of heaven mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so it's a book about heaven first of all um and it's it's not it's written by a leader at bethel church I'm not sure exactly who it was, but I know like it's like they endorse it, right? So it's one of, it's their leadership. Yeah, you can buy it on their website. Yeah. Um, And this book talks about, like she quotes from it where it says that there are certain truths that have been lost throughout, you know, the ages, I guess, truths about God that we don't know that can now be found not within the church, but within other areas of life. Um, And they specifically reference, I believe, what it's called quantum mysticism.
1: So basically Gnosticism.
0: Yes, yes, there's definitely a sense of Gnosticism in it, but it, it is also the leadership of this, quote unquote, church actively encouraging, their congregation to engage in mysticism for the sake of learning about new age
1: practices yeah
0: right right so um one of the one of the um uh explanations examples that Lindsay gives is that a number of people from the school of supernatural ministry went to a psychics conference um, there, there, you can find all, all kinds of stuff on the internet, but now it all makes sense. Like, there are pictures from Bethel Church of people using tarot cards, mm-hmm. okay? Christian, like, and slapping the name of Christian on it because they're saying, like, these are ways that you can learn more about God. You can learn about God's will for your life. Like, these are ways to interact with God that the church has lost, but that, again, this quote unquote church actively encourages you to participate in these pagan divinations are what the church sorcery yes actively encourages their their congregation to participate in that just that absolutely blows my mind
1: because number one (laughs) you're obviously not teaching your students the word of god Yeah. Because if you were, they would know that God explicitly says in the Old Testament that he hates sorcery.
0: Yeah. And he shows no quarter for anyone who participates in that.
1: They are to be killed.
0: Yeah. Straight up. Straight up. Like, yeah. yeah. So it just, I mean honestly it's scary um that you would because if you take a look at um what this type of thing entails like like you said like you mentioned sorcery um especially in the old testament you see that it is actively uh participating in demonic uh I can't even think of the right words. But you are basically attempting to contact demons right. through sorcery. And this is a quote unquote church that encourages their members to do so. Like that. Ugh, I uh that sorry. I, I'm like at a loss for words. Like, can't you see how wrong this is? Mm-hmm. This is so obviously false and so obviously um but it's it's
1: it's all about an experience yes yeah. it's all about emotionalism mm-hmm. and just feeling good about what you're doing
0: yeah yeah that's that's a good place that's a good place to take this um because it the other the other thing that she says about the church is that there are lots of, again, her heart is for the people who are caught up mm-hmm. in this church. Um, she said that all, everyone there is really nice. Mm-hmm. They're really encouraging. That one of the things that she, that what I took from her story that caused her to to stay there and really get invested in that church is that it seemed like people genuinely cared about her. That they were very, um like just positive and -hmm. encouraging and said, uh, just very uplifting to her as a person. Um, And I mean, that kind of thing, like that kind of encouragement is, is something that makes you feel good, Mm -hmm. right? It's something that, that you want to be around that um, hopefully I'm not saying this the wrong way, makes you a better person. You know, when you, when you start believing that you, there are good things about, you know, you're not, you're not,
1: Makes you think depressed. you're a better person. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, uh, there's a lot of that that, that goes into this. Um, so from there, well, let's. Well, okay. I'm just I'm just gonna take it here, and then we can do with it as we will. So, um, there were a couple things that were mentioned in the episodes of Cultish that um, that kind of piqued my interest. They talked about a couple documentaries. Um, one was about uh, was about a specific cult. We've not watched that documentary, but there was another documentary that they mentioned that's on Netflix um, about a guy, a self help guru, if you mm-hmm. will, um, called Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd heard the name. I, I didn't put a face to it or anything right. like that, but we were interested in it. Um, especially after listening to this, and we went ahead and started up the the documentary the other night. Um, we probably got through like two thirds of it, something like that, but we didn't finish it. Um, but it's basically this big event that he puts on, you know, multiple times a year that's like an intensive, I think you put it really well that is basically like therapy, like group therapy. Uh, ratcheted up to 11.
1: <laughs> right, it's like a it's like months worth of therapy within a week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, of 12-hour days in in a group setting, you know, with like hundreds of other people um thousands direct, of other people. Thousands of other people direct confrontation. Um it's 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 kind of uncomfortable and awkward but he's it, like
1: super intense,
0: super intense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, Cussing I was joking. in your face. Yeah. Like
1: what the heck is happening right now?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I would say I recommend it from a certain perspective. Um, but yes, lots of language. Um, he, he just uses language. Mostly like like the F sailor. word. Yeah. 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 Um, and he has his own like idea of why he does that, but whatever. Um, so don't watch around your kids cause, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways so they talked about this documentary and as we're watching it and as as you see um one of the things that i noticed about this and it's an event it was like a week-long event where they split everyone up into smaller groups they have like group leaders everyone who works for tony um is very positive is very encouraging they 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 show some of the like team um, meetings that they have as like kind of like a leadership team um, every day, and they talk about some of the issues that people in their group are having. Like these are people who have deep seated issues, and I mean Mm -hmm. everyone has their issues. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying like all this stuff kind of comes up throughout the week. Yeah, they were
1: specifically talking about people like who were suicidal.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: in that particular meeting,
0: and and you see, at least from what I saw, again, maybe I'm just gullible, and maybe I just believe everyone. I don't know, but you see in this documentary that these people genuinely care. Like the reason that they are a part of this this whole Tony Robbins thing is to help people who are suffering. Right, right. They're just not doing it the right way. Right, they're not. But that's actually what. Uh, so, so sorry. Um, so yeah. So Tony Robbins, he's he's big into into self help, I guess, and and so he confronts you. He goes deep and to see what issues you're really battling with, and um, he, especially in this documentary, he hits some nerves, like some people who have had jacked up pasts. Mm-hmm. And you see him, like, one part in particular is what I'm thinking of. Like, he's being interviewed immediately afterwards, and he has tears in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, he's breaking up even talking about this person's past. Again, maybe I'm gullible, but it seems like he genuinely cares. Like, he's, right. he's doing well, these well, things. Well, that's his
1: thing. His shtick his is... um, So, like, people who come to him are people who aren't happy with their lives. Right. You know, they're going through something, they're suffering in some way. Um so his thing is to get to the real issue of your suffering, the deep seated issue, and use that like accept it mm-hmm. and use that to motivate yourself to help others.
0: Yes. Basically.
1: Yeah. Is his thing.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Which isn't a bad idea. Right. But um, without Christ, I think you said it well when we were watching it, it's just a Band-Aid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Early on in the documentary, he he talks to- With
1: no medicine.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He he talks to this young lady and asks her what basically what the meaning of life is. And she says, "Love and happiness." And he uses that to base everything that he, like, teaches her on. And yes, because God is love, <laughs> but if that is the basis of your life, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a meaningless existence. Um, that love and happiness are fleeting. Um unless that love is grounded in God, in eternal, in, in eternal love mm-hmm. who is God. So uh a- anyways, um it's funny too, because I even like turned to you and said it like these people who who are putting this whole event on, it's it's funny to see this and to see something like American Gospel where you see what it's like behind the scenes of some, a televangelist. Mm -hmm. Okay. A prosperity preacher who doesn't care. Who's like, who's in it for the money Mm -hmm. and then see someone who is like, okay. a, a, A televangelist who I fully believe is, um, does not believe what he preaches. Okay. I do not believe it is converted. um, but then to see someone who does not even claim to be a Christian to show such compassion for other people, it's like it, it, it was just such a such a weird thing because I went into this documentary assuming like, oh, this dude is just like blowing smoke, you know, like he's putting on a show for money, you know, like he's, he's just a charlatan, assuming he that does he make was like a lot of money he does (laughs) but i would say he has enough money to just stop doing it Mm -hmm. i actually think that he's motivated by his compassion for people
1: right yeah it does seem Um, that he does really care
0: yeah yeah again maybe i'm just gullible i don't know but i i assume that he's telling the truth and his emotions and body language seem to tell me that he's telling the truth um but okay so anyways with this documentary it made me think especially with how okay so the the leadership was always super positive how they all kind of like split up into groups so that they could all get to know each other so that they could go deep quote unquote and really share their issues with each other and build their own little communities as well um it made me think about our current like, evangelical model of church and how similar, how we try to mimic that within our church context. Does that make sense? Um, and it made me think about how, let me put it this way. I don't think it's wrong to have... You know people greeting you at the door at your church, I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's wrong to split people up into groups so that they can share about themselves and build community and you know go deeper with each other by sharing in each other's sufferings. right. I think those are all biblical. Um, I think one of the reasons that we we even chose the church that we attend right now is because there was that personal connection when mm-hmm. we first started going from you know from the very beginning, yeah. So I don't think these are bad things, but what I, what was made very clear to me in watching most of this documentary is that we need to have something better to share. Like the gospel. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But I think, I think that it makes all the difference. Oh yeah. If you're not sharing the gospel, you're just Tony Robbins. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty you much. know what I mean? Like, you're just you're just doing self help, mm-hmm. which I've t- I've talked about self reflection. I've talked about things that I I believe are genuinely good for you as a person that you ought to um, seek out. You ought to be trying to better yourself mm-hmm. as a person. Um, but without the gospel, without a Christian worldview that's all we are and that's not in the end it's worthless right um and so again what was made very clear to me was how easy it is for the church to look like a self-help program let me put it that way and what i see at least from what Lindsay shared in in the episodes about bethel is that that is a lot of what they do. Basically they can form.
1: Well, because it's, it tickles ears, you know, it gets you, it gets people to listen. And I mean, this isn't just one church, but this is a movement. Yeah. And it's an intentionally a movement. Mm -hmm. Um, because of what they believe that, with the Seven Mountain Mandate, um, which, I mean, if you want me to go into what that is, I can explain it. Um, so, actually, yeah, I should really explain it because it's honestly why they do everything that they do. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so the Seven Mountain Mandate, or um, it's also called the Seven Mountain Prophecy, um, is a movement... That basically, um, they believe that in order for Christ to return to Earth, the Church must take control of the seven major spheres of influence in society for the glory of Christ. Once the world has made subject, uh, once the world has been made subject to the Kingdom of God, Jesus will return and rule the world. Um, the seven mountains are education, religion, family, business government slash military arts entertainment and media um these seven sectors of society are thought to mold the way everyone thinks and behaves so to tackle societal change these seven mountains must be transformed the mountains are also referred to as pillars spheres molders uh, and shapers those who follow the seven mountain mandate speak of occupying The mountains or invading the culture or transforming society um the seven mountain mandate has its roots in dominion theology which started in the early uh, 1970s with a goal of taking dominion of the earth twisting genesis 128 uh, to include a mandate for christians to control civil affairs and all other aspects of society um also within this movement it's um it's because they believe that we have the power to do all of this Mm -hmm. that we have been given dominion over everything Mm -hmm. even the heavens yeah which is completely unbiblical (laughs) yeah because Christ is the one who's been given dominion. Christ is the one who has the power. It's not up to us to bring his second coming. Mm-hmm. We don't have that kind of power yeah, but that that's why they do everything they do like that's why that's why they preach this quote unquote gospel, which is basically just signs and wonders like if if you can't perform signs and wonders, then you don't have true faith. Because if you did, then you would have this ability because you would be just like Jesus Mm -hmm. and have this power to be able to heal and be able to bring people back from the dead. Which honestly, the fact that they have a school teaching you to do those things is in complete contradiction to the belief itself.
0: Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Well, anyways, <laughs> that's our thoughts on uh, The Bethel.
1: more you know. hey
0: Um. Yeah, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but again, we highly recommend these episodes of Cultish. Um, Even if, I mean well i i don't even know I, I, don't, I don't mean to give any more prefaces here but like i i i even if you don't go in thinking oh like Bethel's is the worst thing ever cuz again i i i try and give the benefit of the doubt i try and understand you know this could be um again i i think i said it at the beginning of the podcast i kind of naively assume that churches share the gospel right <laughs> um but i I do think it's it's helpful to to understand what it is that this movement teaches, um because it is clearly not the gospel well, and let me put it this way too um i now that i've I've listened to this and now that I've kind of seen these things and looked into it a little bit, um I would consider Bethel similar to the Catholic Church. I think they are a um, that there are people within the movement who are genuinely saved mm-hmm. who who genuinely follow Jesus. I think that is in spite of what Bethel teaches, right, like the Catholic Church. I think there are Catholics who are saved mm mm-hmm but it is in spite of what the Catholic church teaches because they don't teach the gospel. I don't believe that Bethel teaches the gospel. Um, I think that a lot of what they teach goes against the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, And clearly, if you listen to these episodes, because there is such a pushback, this young lady was kicked out of their school because she was attempting to share the gospel. Right. Um, that, I, I don't know that there's any better evidence than that, that they're not preaching Jesus. Um, yep. And th- this is a big movement and it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would encourage you to listen to this so that you can hear from someone who was uh, fully in, you know, had devoted her life to the cause of Bethel um it gives you kind of a, an inside track on what it is. So anyways. Those yep. are those are my thoughts. You have you have any other thoughts? No. Cool. All right. Well, if you guys have thoughts for us, there are plenty of ways that you can contact us. We're on Twitter. Our handle is at so underscore talk to me. You can email us at so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on Instagram. That's so talk to me podcast. Um, And of course, you can like us on Facebook. That's also so talk to me podcast. All right. Yeah.
1: Any recos?
0: um i do have a recommendation actually oh. uh it's an album that i've gotten into more music right Ooh. i like weird music um there's a band that i that put out one album and then broke up and then got back together a few years ago and put out a couple more albums they just put out their third album the band is called american football okay it's kind of I say weird music, it just uses strange time signatures, Um, but it's really good. I like it a lot. I've been jamming the album a lot lately. There's a song, my favorite song from the album, actually features uh, Haley Williams from Paramore, but she she uses a lower register than she normally sings at, so you almost wouldn't know that it's her. I didn't know it was her until I saw Mm. featuring Haley Williams. Um, and it's really good. The whole album's good, but, uh, that's probably my favorite song. Check it out. Uh, the song's called Uncomfortably Numb. It's good stuff. Anyways, third album by American Football. Check it out. It's good. The end. Bye. <laughs> Do you have any recommendations?
1: Um, I, just, I recommend, uh, praying for Lindsay. Yes. Um, just, she's just getting a lot of, um, discouragement from people at Bethel um, and also just be praying for the leaders and the people at Bethel that God would change their hearts and bring them to repentance and that yeah. they would believe the real gospel. So,
0: Yeah. Um, yeah I, I think that's, that's really good because you have to understand like this, because Bethel is such a big movement. I mean they haven't had many people like Lindsay who have come out and and kind of like shared their story
1: right. in
0: such a public way like she has. And so yeah, she is getting a lot of flack, especially because she she was so involved in the church. Like lots of people know who she is. She talked about in the in the podcast that like the not the leader Bill Johnson, but basically his right-hand man. Um, talked about her. Chris Ballatin. Yeah. Talked about her to the rest of the school, um, a- attempting to save face, but like her, she is known throughout the entire movement right. now because of what she has done, because she's gone public with her story. Um, so yeah, definitely keep her in prayer because I do believe that what she um, has done has been good for the church, big C, capital C church in general, right. to kind of expose what goes on at Bethel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it comes with it a lot of, because she has such ties to the people who are there. Um, it comes with it a lot of heartache and right. yeah, it's difficult. So that's good. That's a really, I agree, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Pray for her. Any other recos. Nope. All right. Well, then we are going to go ahead and wrap up because we need to get to bed and then we need to pack because we're going to Bible mm, conference tomorrow. And Super clean,
1: stoked. Clean and. Clean
0: and <laughs> write up it. instructions for yep. <laughs> our babysitters. And, yeah, there's lots to do. So until next time, we'll catch you guys later. Uh, go talk to your spouse.
1: Yeah. Go. Go look up all these things. Yeah, <laughs> that we've been talking lots, about. lots to
0: do. You got homework. Yeah, get it done, and then talk <laughs> some them.
1: Okay, bye.